Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye. And as always, I'm our Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And the subject tonight is, as we advance, dot, dot, dot. And as but we advance. But before we get to that. Well, getting to that, you know, the advancement is the Mayan calendar. It's true. Far in advance of any calendar we have on the planet. Tonight's 10, Ick, and Ick is the tribe of the wind, and I have noticed, or we have noticed, that on Ick days and around Ick days, there are high winds, and I did see a report that tomorrow there was going to be high winds, or late tonight. And it's the 10th tone, so there's a... Decision to be made. And also a manifestation involved, so mm -hmm. usually with communication, so I perfect in order to communicate, which we did during the mic check, I can tell you that. Uh, and sealing the input of spirit with uh, planetary tone of manifestation guided by the heart, which is interesting. I was uh, hearing that the heart has um, a far greater electromagnetic field than the brain. You know, like a few inches from the brain, like a yard from the heart is immeasurable. Because you know, that's the primitive instruments we have in this time period. Mm -hmm. So, uh, as we advance, so to become <laughs> well, an advanced human being is to see things very differently than the way we have. Mm -hmm. And that's been true for all of us since kindergarten. We are steadily more advanced beings. And we're talking about taking a major step in advancement. Well, and, and it's something that unfolds too. It's not like we're not advanced and then we're advanced, much like it's not that we're children and then all of a sudden we have a birthday and then we're grown up. It, everything is a <clears throat> ever-evolving, unfolding process. And so the advanced is a very subjective line where we draw, we're not advanced and we're advanced. The way I see it is that we can see ourselves as becoming more advanced when we have power over our life instead of our life having power over us seemingly. I mean, we always do, but we, we're not always aware of it. And one thing that I noticed lately, and I always maybe knew it intellectually, but that there is always a solution. And I feel one of the things that happens to let us know that we're becoming more advanced is we're able to find the solution within everything because everything does. And sometimes it seems more hidden that we have to dig for it, but it's always there. And all we have to do is know that as a first step to finding it always. And the solution is always simple and it's always very yeah. visible once we have the eyes to see it. And the advancing is taking less time about, in other words, mm -hmm. working the muscles we've been talking to people, including ourselves, about building all of these years. In other words, if someone does something offensive, uh, we used to be so distracted by our judgment about that, that literally years could go by. That's before very you good could, point. Yeah, but now the <laughs> judgment's um, actually humorous, but judgment is, as we know, pre-judgment. If we see someone being judgmental, uh, how long does it take for your brain to spit out the very simple concept, even though that is judgmental, it is still on my side. You know, the difference between judgmental and information is the level of advance. The difference between fear and information is the level of, of advance. 
the difference between guilt and information. Mm -hmm. Of course, guilt never carries the whole boatload of information. Um, guilt is that uh, not thinking version of the human mind. Mm. But the uh, sooner we can get to these um, higher methods of thought, so no matter what that person is doing, we instantly know. Is it instantly? It could be. Instantly know they're doing the best that they can with what they've got at that time. How long does it take for that to come into your thinking? Yeah, how long? A week, a month, a day, a year? Yeah, I'm, I'm asking, this is, this is what we're talking about by advanced, advanced thinking. How long does it take to catch on, to know that that moron is doing the best that they can given what they've got to work with? And as soon as you think the word moron, you're the moron. It's that simple. I mean, More as soon on as you that, than on them. <laughs> yeah, as soon as that word idiot goes through your mind, you're the idiot. As soon as uh, I actually have trained my brain to say that with yeah. internally, and it's yeah. very helpful. It is, yeah, because we have all of these little language codes that retard us, hold us back from seeing what's going on, because by the time the person can actually <coughs> process the word idiot, oh, there are a good minute, two minutes, three minutes, if they ever get around to it. Some people don't. They have to die and reincarnate before they can get over the word idiot. Those are the real idiots, by the way. Uh-huh. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because one of the things I had just jotted down to put on my list of how you know you're advanced uh, mm -hmm. sort of thing is that, that we really see what others are saying. Yeah. The more you become advanced, the less you take things personally. And when you're not taking things personally, you're really fully present in that moment yeah. rather than getting spun out on some guilt tangent that thrusts you out into some ethers where you really don't know what's going on. All you're yeah. doing is reacting and defending yourself. That you are not taking things personally, and so you really see what the other person is saying, doing, and you hear it, and it becomes something very valuable. And then you can speak back to them in a real way instead of both of you having a conversation and an argument about things that are based completely out of this moment. Well, guilt, as you're saying, does a very good job of keeping us from being aware. I mean, just magnificent. You could not ask for a better tool to dull your awareness, dull everything about you, than guilt. Well, now, just um, real quick on that, that subject one more time about this conversation that we have that's really outside of the moment and everybody's having a conversation about things that are from their past and their pain from the past. That one day it just, I, it, I heard, overheard a conversation of somebody getting really angry at someone else and you could tell that that anger was not funded by what happened in that moment, that it was funded by many things from their past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other person getting triggered by that anger and having their funding. And I found it really quite stunning and amazing to see that people ever even get together to go have dinner and have a conversation because we are so wrapped up in a conversation of the past or a fear of a conversation yeah, of the future. That happened three it's never really ago. that conversation. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Human beings do tend to stay in the muck they have created, but we don't have to anymore. Huh. So now my next point is that uh, another word for our advancement is adaptation. 
the more capable we are of adapting to unfamiliar circumstances, the more advanced we are. We become more capable of adaptation by relanguaging everything. In other words, if we are still in the language we were speaking three years ago, then we have not advanced beyond that, or fifth grade, or 25 years ago, or 50 years ago. If we are still speaking and thinking through experiences we had then, we have not adapted to anything, and nothing much has changed. And so I put forth the idea of looking for synonyms for evolution. I think one of the most powerful ones is adaptation. You will adapt. Now, it's a matter of how long you want to take, but the more advanced souls take less time in the process of adapting to unknown circumstance. So in order That's to true. make it easier for you to adapt is to relanguage what the circumstance looks like. In, and very easy example, uh, rush hour. Okay, you, uh, let's, let's have another word for rush hour. All right, opportunity for meditation. I was going to say meditation time. Yeah, yeah, okay. Now that is very advanced compared to blowing your horn, getting out of your car, That's having true. a fist fight with a total stranger that turns out to be a well-trained military man who snaps your neck, and then you have to reincarnate. Yeah? <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. you sold so me. The, the idea of relanguaging whatever it is that's annoying you, that thing chewing on my foot, Okay, well, that's, that's on my, my side. My pedicurist. <laughs> yeah, that's on my side. Okay. And uh, this is to, okay, so I won't be walking as much, or my, my steps have to be more efficient. And that's a very big leap right there from I'm, I'm limping to my steps have to be more efficient. That is a mega leap. And it is about relanguaging, taking the same information and saying it differently to yourself is a faculty of adaptation. Telling it it's something different than the terms we are taught to think in. Because I have to say the terms we're taught to think in don't work very well as a general rule. Because they are always about our own inadequacy and always about how what low self-esteem and how useless we are and how nothing we do works, and blah, and blah, and blah. Well, so, mm -hmm. just on the topic of the adaptation, uh, one of the things that I was, um, that I jotted down, another thing, is feeling less threatened. One of the things that becoming advanced does is you feel less threatened. And when you're not threatened, you're not in a state of defense. And when you're in a state of defense, you're very guarded against change. Yeah. Because defense really means I have to keep things the same. That's how I survive. So it makes sense that when we are in growth, we are no longer in defense. Mm -hmm. So we become more flexible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the idea of being threatened, if we're not taking things personally, we're much less likely to feel threatened than if we are taking things personally. And we can see this in people when, and in ourselves, when we react. And we all do it. N none of us have graduated this school of, of this sort of thing, or we would be in another dimensional plane. So it's forgiving ourselves Assisting for having these people reactions. people that are working on these same things, by the way. That's what you'll be doing in the advanced plane, is helping people that are less advanced. That's the nature of the whole plane system.
Of course, you do get a bag of peanuts as a reward, probably. Okay, now I want to put all this together, this idea of adaptation into a better languaging, or adaptation being the process of relanguaging what's going on. And so I would offer everyone the gift, certainly you may do this three nights in a row. I said, all right, when I sleep tonight, I'm going to go to a class called recognition. And I have no memory of two nights of it, but the third night, and I woke up with a Broadway play in my head making more noise than anything else, but I did manage to figure out that I finally got, and it's ironic because I wrote it the day before, but I woke up with uh, instinct plus perception equals recognition. Recognition is one of the first things that take, is taken away by guilt. If you are guilty, you don't recognize anything anywhere that's happening at all that is the byproduct of guilt. So instinct plus perception equals recognition. So before you can, as one advances, one recognizes things, as opposed to the guilt mire, this, this sourness, etc., that our life tends to dump us into, and then people sit around taking bets on how long it will take to get you to leave the sourness into something else. Okay, which brings me to the next part of it, which is the idea that the frequency, the higher frequencies, are characterized by lightness, by laughter, by music, by vibration. We've done enormous amounts of work on the quartz crystal bowls, the tuning forks, the idea of bringing people to a higher vibration that can be done mechanically. But the idea of getting it to the point where you yourself are giving off the vibration that other people go, oh, that one's giving off a vibration. I'll have to check this out. I'll follow that person around. And then the person will go, oh, you're following me around. Gee, come here. Let's see who you are. What's going on here? What can we do for you? So the higher frequency having that element of humor in it uh, humor being the thing that can transmute the frequency of that which is around you. Remember Mozart in the movie laughing because his uh, fiance and future mother-in-law caught him giving his songbird a singing lesson. And when he was discovered, he turned around and laughed hysterically. And then everybody else laughed. And all of the dark clouds that had gathered just dissipated completely owing to the laughter. I believe we all remember that scene. For those of us that don't, it was in Amadeus. It's the name of the movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. So, so the idea of um, perception and instinct equaling, uh, equaling recognition and recognition being an attribute of an advanced consciousness. Yeah, and in a, that's very good, yeah. Another thing that happens as we advance is that we tend to open up because we are no longer afraid. Uh, when we live in fear, we tend to close up, as I was saying earlier. And when we that we become more open instead of restricted. I'm not sure which camera is on. I don't think we have tally lights, guys. Um, the, that the quicker that, or, or the more that we are open, the, the more... Um, 
advanced we become. Mm -hmm. And the more advanced we become, the more open we are because yeah. there's nothing to fear, there's nothing to protect. And we also realize that our true core power, that, that that's something no one can take from us. And that's true, because that is who we are. That is the true identity that we human beings have, is that sovereignty is a divine um, creativity. That's who we are. That's what we do. That is the free will, um, what is the word for that, faculty that we have. Mm -hmm. So the use of free will changes. We uh, have no concept. I have yet to see anybody teaching free will uh, as, um, well, the language codes, but I mean, that's just an, one aspect of free will is you're telling everything what to be. Pay attention to what you're telling it to be because it's going to be what you tell it to be. You know, but to recognize the hidden free will, which is always resistance. That's what you hide from you, resistance. But let's have some people uh, that would like to, to call in to ask questions as always. Uh, what does, uh, go ahead, what would you um, like to say? Well, one thing that, that I feel is a lot of times people think that this advancement, that we reach that place, like I was saying earlier, there's a line that we cross, like a finish line, and all of a sudden we're advanced, and we no longer have emotional reactions. We always know the right thing to do, quote unquote. Really, what happens is we evolve, number one, in different ways. Our mentalness may evolve and we can become geniuses, but then spiritually we're way down here in our childhood. And then we can evolve really far in our emotional life and not very far in another area. And so it's important to know that we're all human and that we're going to have emotional responses. And it's important to get it so, get yourself to the place, and this may be another demonstration of the advanced races or, or, or ourselves being, being advanced, is that we seek to know that our emotions are not against us. They're mm -hmm. not these alien things that we have to run from. And I, and I really do feel that a lot of our experience down here is based around emotion and making peace with it and elevating it to a, a position of choice because emotion really is a passion that drives us toward the choice that's right for us. Mm -hmm. And when we judge it, we no longer walk toward the path that's right for us because we're so busy fighting battle with our emotions. And so yeah. we're gonna have emotional responses. As we advance, we become quicker and quicker at getting out of that, that spiral that we tend to get into where we judge ourselves, we go spiraling down. We have an emotional reaction and then we beat ourselves up for a couple of months over it. Or we don't have an emotional reaction and we beat ourselves up in a different way by repression and mm -hmm. continually being angry or upset. We have to get mastery over our emotions. And step number one is you have to love them and see that they're here for a purpose. If we did not allow ourselves to in inhale and exhale and say, okay, the exhale is bad and wrong, then we're always going to be holding our breath. We have to have all these things. And so another evidence of advance is that we've made peace with how we feel and yes. that we become open and we allow that to fro flow freely. Yeah, the more we regard our emotions as on our side as opposed to against us. Because on this planet, we're trained from the early on 
not to be emotional, certainly the males, but I mean we as human beings are trained to suppress emotion when it is very correct to begin with. The idea that love is the most powerful thing there is is fairly alien thinking for the average person because of the training we've received here that actually the most loving person on earth is the most powerful person on earth, as in Mother Teresa, is far more powerful than pick a billionaire, any billionaire. You know, mm -hmm. and go ahead, pick a billionaire. It's and a new game, it's a new yeah. board game, and you get bored by playing it. <laughs> yeah, rather rapidly. So again, if anyone would like to call in with uh, comments or questions, just because I like to hear what people have to say about these things. Well, the number comes yeah. up we'll all the time. Up. Here's and the number. Uh, people will call when they call. Okay. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Or number. Or identity. Hello. Hi. I'm Hi. Binakshi. Hi. Hi. What can we do for you? Um, hello, sir. Um, I meditate like three times a week. Okay. And uh, around like uh, uh, for 45 minutes. Excellent. Uh, sometimes I have this dream. Uh, a few days back, I saw one um, old uh, saint kind in my dream and had this white big beard and he was all white dressed and very lean and like uh, very lean and very physically very good. And he was some kind of, you know, in uh, India we have a ritual of doing this um, something that we put in front of the god and then we distribute it to everybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so he gave that to us. We call it prashad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so he gave that to us. And, uh, like he is saying that okay, you eat it slowly and it's not not your food. It's just a prashad, but. Uh, we are taking it as food and we are very hungry and we just take it, grab it and eat it very fast. Um, it has been a week, I'm not very... And then I saw some... The day it snowed last, last time when it snowed here, just a few days back, I think Tuesday or Wednesday, I had this mm -hmm. rain. And then I saw kind of rain falling down and um, some kind of holy water that in the in the middle of that it was it was looked like snow. I don't know whether it was snowing outside that time or not. Hmm. But look like that and you know like thing is telling me that oh I mean this is the holy water and it's coming out from the sky. And then that's it. I mean then he disappeared. Um, wow, what a powerful experience. Yeah, and really. I'm <coughs> what is it? Why did I have such a dream? Well I, I First of all, I feel that we have dreams for a multitude of, of reasons. Just like it doesn't rain for only one reason, okay. we, our dreams can come for multiple reasons. And I, I feel on one level the fact that you are eating this food as, as your meal because yeah. you are hungry is saying that the meditation is leading you to where the spiritual life is becoming your mainstay, is becoming your real meat and potatoes now rather than this thing that people tend to do on Sundays or whatever day they go to their church or their place of worship, wow. that this is something that it's a daily thing and, oh. that, and that God's, uh, the, the divine presence isn't just in uh, 
a deity of any kind, that it's even in this raindrops that come on a snowy day or melting snow. And to me, I think that is one of the most powerful communications I've heard in a long time. And one that, the, that you're very opening up to very special things. Yeah. What, what do I need to do? I would say continue doing what you're doing because it's leading you to this, it's getting you to the right place, and just open up more. One of the things I teach in a dream class is to act as if the dream were really happening. Instead of saying, I, I dreamed of France, you say, I went to France last night in the dream. I think that this is a good approach to take to our spirituality too and say God is alive, whatever God means to us is alive. I mean, how could we be separate from it? It's not something in a book from 2,000 years ago. It's yeah. really right now, and, that, and, and to start seeing it that way, you'll see more of that divinity appear in front of you like that. Yeah. Now, uh, another thing that's uh, going on is that um, you've just said this on the program, and thousands and thousands, who knows how many people will have heard your dream, which is very much what you you asked what do I do so yeah. uh, having said it on the program is a very major part of the doing so I wanted to um, yeah. say that the bishad the food the sacred food yeah. uh, has to be eaten slowly because you one serves oneself well when they are very very calm when they eat um, okay. We here in America have to have a TV on while we're eating. I don't know who thought that up, but it's fairly deeply programmed. Usually the family gathered around the TV instead of the, when the um, dining room table was replaced by the television, which is about 1950 in this country. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, a spiritual calm has to be, you have to be in a state of spiritual calm to actually absorb the nutrients from the food and we have very 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 lost touch with that in our current world so that's a very important thing to that's say very true well you wanted to tell me that you know you should go slow with it and it's it is not to be eaten like you're hogging on it and i was like i was taking it as a hogger like i want this i'm really hungry like that yeah. well i think that's saying something else as well <coughs> excuse me the idea that we're, we're not to take our spirituality in a, in a rapid, distracted fashion either. Yeah, exactly. We are the to walk thing. that path yeah. of, of being open and being ready and being patient. I think everything in this, this day and age is so ready-made. I mean, you hear that cliche all the time, but we are expecting our spirituality to be that way too. I'm not talking about our connection or our contact or our feelings of love from the divine but we're expecting to be better than God at the next moment. It's like everybody is so programmed to excel and be the best that we yeah. transfer that into our spirituality. And so I think it's saying that it's okay to just take your time and savor things. And it's interesting you said that came in a dream because I've been dreaming things lately that have been telling me how important it is just to savor every little moment, whether you're sitting and watching this TV program or looking at the the snow melt outside or living in this vision in your dreams and meditations that those are the moments that we seek and the the, the way to get to that place is to look at them through those eyes yeah, yeah now so another brilliant. very important aspect that I believe <coughs> this dream is talking about or I think it was really more of a vision and it is as a result of your meditating mm -hmm. uh, very much so now, if the water coming out of the sky was perceived as holy water, 
which I believe is correct, I would have to say then that all water is holy water. There are no exceptions. So when you're taking a shower, then that's a holy meditation. When you swim in the ocean or in a lake or mm -hmm. a really deep stream, perhaps, that if you're in water at all, then you are in, um, at least you have the possibility of being in a state of meditation, although we're not trained for that. Now also, any step that you take, you are walking on holy ground, which is something we taught on this show uh, that I recall 10 years ago, we were talking about uh, everything is holy ground. Just act like well, it. the whole planet is holy ground. There are no exceptions. Chernobyl, wherever that might be. Well, one so step in fact, is just let me conclude, oh, sure. everything that you do is a holy act. Everything that you do, once we get to the point that, you know, just all of it is this ascension, then we're getting to the point where we are um, in command of this thing, where we are in <coughs> indeed living in the advance rather than well, you know, waiting for it to be delivered. Well, just a about holy. Is yeah. One step we could make is to spell it W-H-O-L-E-Y yeah. yeah. mm -hmm. and see that the whole consciousness, the whole life is part of that. Well, thank you so much. What a beautiful call. Thank you yeah. so much, ma'am. I think I'm going to bother you uh, soon in office. Oh, no, we love to That's hear from you. That's not a bother. This yeah, is really a blessing. So to, please do yeah. call anytime you love feel you like. Love you to call. It's a brilliant, brilliant notation. Yes, and, and it's good to talk to about these things mm -hmm. because this is something that I feel even in our spirituality, this metaphysical movement, whatever we want to call it, it's gotten so law of attraction-ish that it's all about creating oh, and manifesting. Yeah, the law of attraction thing got really out of yes, hand. Yes, yes, that's my point. Yeah. Um, well, it's not that it's bad and it's not that it's wrong and it's not that it's a, a principle to really look at, but it's not a whole concept. It's just talking about things and manifesting. And I think the byproduct of that, even though it was wonderful because it showed us that we were magical beings, it threw our spirituality to the side. And the thing about the manifesting, that's like the 21st century kind of concept, New York City, D.C. concept of you got to excel, you got to get this out yesterday. And we, it, we would be well served to take a step back and allow every movement we make, it's the mindfulness meditation, taking a shower in a mindful way, making everything of equal value in our life, and all the things in our life become of divine value. And our life really does transform, and we start seeing the eye of God behind everything, behind a river, behind the stack of newspapers on behind our table. Behind mistakes, mm -hmm. behind sorrow, Bingo. behind grief, everything is on our side. This is the way this works. So then when we say, oh, this is a sorrowful or whatever word, you know, annoying, let's use the word annoying. Mm -hmm. I like the word annoying because it's inherently annoying. It just is, just a me. saying, annoying is annoying. So annoying is on our side because it gives us the opportunity to understand that we have this idea that this is annoying and this is not, but yet it is all the same thing. It is all the idea of our advancement. The minute we get to that echelon where whatever that was, it's the opportunity to advance. We can use our free will and resist the opportunity to advance which is the way we're trained, you know, or we can just allow ourselves to be advanced, which is what we're talking about 
on the program. Well, I, I had written in our newsletter this month about some, a way I see things that look negative or annoying in our life as being a roadmap to redirect us. And what I just saw was a better way of seeing that is, you know those little annoying ridges on the side of the highway, like when you go out of the lane to make you wake up? That these are the annoyances in our life, the things that we consider negative, the irritations that we have, are these little ripple strips that wake us up so that we get back on our road. So if you start looking at that, I, and I challenge you in a very wonderful way to live your day tomorrow that, with that in mind, that everything that irritates you, see it as one of those strips that wake you up to get you back in the lane. And then pay attention to where your lane is rather than yelling at the strips that you just ran over and see mm -hmm. how different your day is. This will be a significant step into advancing, as we are talking oh, about tonight. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And the premise, nothing is actually loud. It is at the correct volume to get your attention. There's nothing that's loud. It mm -hmm. just has to be and don't fight at with that the loudness? decibel level in order to get your attention to get you to change. So everything is on your side. It works out really well to think, you know, to even if at first, just the part of your mind that happens after the explosion of emotion about, oh, the pizza's late. Oh, no, wait, that's on my side. See if you can get the brain to, re oh, that's on my side. All right, so the pizza's late, that's on my side, okay. Oh, this gives me the opportunity to get into a meditative ding-dong. Oh, I get it. Yeah, that, that's the official Domino's ding-dong in case. Nobody realized. Well, they're now using the, the little code that when you get a text, you know, it makes that sound. They're using that all over advertising now. Really annoying. Oh, no, wait, it's on my side. Opportunity to uh, reassociate that sound in the advertising with, oh, a communication. Oh, well, a spirit guide you know what? talking Th to me. That's something that we can really take charge of right now in our life is to cut down on some of the communication devices. And I'm one to talk. I, I am a techie. I'm a geek. I love, I love that and kind of stuff. I really enjoy it, so it's not stressful to me. But I can see where it can become stressful. That maybe, uh, or what would be a good thing to do? I'm not going to say maybe. Telepathic version of it. This, this week, just cut down on one communication mode. Because we have texting, we have emails, Facebook, Twitter, telephone. I don't the know what else, actual letter. talking, letters. See, look, take an assessment or do an assessment of all the different things that you have to check every day for communication and maybe consider taking one of them offline and saying, no, I'm, I'm just not going to do that. Because what happens is we get so distracted from that, with that kind of communication that we're not really having the real kind of communication. And I think people are evolving with a a great discomfort at dealing one-to-one -one with people and we're losing some of that ability. There, as far as ADD, when you were talking what you were saying earlier, I thought that is a version of ADD when we're all over the place and we can't focus. And scientists are, dis are discovering that the cause of ADD is actually an evolutionary step because we have so much data coming in at us. And uh, this is something I figured out a while ago, it just makes sense. 
so much data coming at us that the brain then has to become selective as to what it lets in because we are not designed to have constant barrage of information. We have to have quiet time. We're not allowing our kids to have any of that. They don't know how to be bored. They don't know how to be quiet and still and patient because they're always doing something. And so perhaps we can start incorporating meditation quiet time into children's lives and into our own. And then I we can don't just shut as go much to your out. room and meditate. Yeah, no, I really get this. I'm working with a particular guy who began communicating through by sending us a letter. And so I wrote him back a letter. Ah, you mean a snail mail letter? Yeah. <laughs> rather than an email. And I'm really truly enjoying working this way. At first it uh, oh, I got to you know, I now have to write what I would just say over the phone. But now I'm okay with it. And in fact, it's a very different form of communication. And uh, so you take the thing and you mail this and uh, seven, ten days later, a uh, letter comes back. And then that's the next piece of the communication. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And then um, you send back another letter. And, and there's telepathic communication between you and the person while the letter is in the in transit, it's just confirmation of what was going on in your thinking when the letter finally shows up. And I wouldn't even use the word finally, when the letter shows up. I knew this man that actually played chess that way. Yeah. He would write a letter and say his chess move to someone far away. It was like a right. pen pal. And then he would get the letter back. Yeah. What that does, when we slow things down, we really appreciate it. It's like Much walking to satisfying. the store rather than getting in a car. Yeah because you can see everything that, like there are things that when I walk that I never noticed maybe in 10 years of driving it. You just don't yeah. notice these things on the side yeah, of the yeah. road. So slowing I, down has its. Yeah, I, I noticed when I was walking, you know, every day to the store, I got my body got much stronger. It's a very good idea. I really have to keep that up mm -hmm. to maintain the body so it comes back to its being. And then I got, um, uh, the shadow, the radio plays from the 1930s and 40s. So I would listen to the radio play as I was walking through the woods. And the first day that I did it, uh, I knew that this was going to subtract significantly from the walk. I really knew that, but I listened to it anyhow. So now the walks are associated with the radio play of the shadow, by the way. So there's just a very nice bunch of stories. I enjoyed listening to them and found plots to things like Groundhog Day in 1939, the exact same plot. Well, there uh, are only at, 21 rate, plots. So then the, um, then the um, uh, one day the app broke down. I couldn't get the radio play. So I said, all right, I'll just switch back to nature. That'll be OK, which I did. And, and so the walk reacquired that original quality of the uh, well, gazing meditation yeah. rather than the listening with your ear. I meditation. like to do both. I agree yeah, with you. Um, I was making a lot of trips uh, back and forth to mm -hmm. Ohio, West Virginia for a while. Sure. And I would listen to podcasts and things like that. And then one time I just turned it off and I thought, oh my gosh, it's like letting your brain relax to mm -hmm. have no input. We really are designed for, for less input. If you think about it, even as far back as my grandfather who would plow the fields or do whatever he did, the thinking involved was to hitch the plow. Then the rest was a meditation and a being. It's a beingness that we don't allow ourselves to have now. Yeah. And that it's, an, it's a must. Look at the side effects from this. All the 
illnesses and the stress-related mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. that are going on, and we're the ones to really take charge of this and take it back in our hands. Yeah, absolutely. So the idea of um, allowing, um, allowing how yourself do you say to, live. to being rather being than the there. doing, allowing the being, uh, which has slipped away from us, mm -hmm. and I agree, ADD or uh, the kids uh, well, that are having these new... One thing I would mention um, in regards sure. to this is I have three meditations that are posted on mm -hmm. uh, YouTube, but they're also posted on the website. Mm -hmm. And they're designed, they're called Meditation Break, and they're designed to uh, allow you to take those four or five minutes, whatever time a coffee break would take. Instead of doing that, take a meditation break. And, and it really interrupts this flow of, of this slipping where you feel like you can't stop your mind. And I'm, I've just recorded a whole bunch more that I'm going to be posting. And I invite you, e even at work, just to turn that on for four or five minutes and allow yourself to relax. And do that for one week if you can do it a couple times a day. It's not a big time investment. It's, it's the same amount of time as if you got up from your desk and walked and, and got a cup of coffee and came back. And see how that changes your life. Oh, yeah. You know, we have the expression, uh, aren't your meds overdue? <laughs> you know, to describe someone that's losing it, it would be, isn't your meditation overdue? Yeah. Yeah. And boy, is it for we the human well, that, race. Well, that was, that was I think, meditate or medicate, one, yeah. one of the two. Yeah. Well, so the idea of getting yourself to meditate, our caller was saying meditating three times a week. A lot of people don't meditate, period, ever. I know. Ever, ever, ever. Uh, they are in, what, a constant state of doing till the bod explodes? And then we often, because we are so conditioned to be stressed out, that we often spend the time that we could meditate, like in the car, driving home from work or sitting in a traffic jam. We use that time, we spend it unwisely by spending it on worry and anxiety. Another thing that I have online, just to, it's another form of meditation, is are, are my inner wisdom cards and spirit animal cards. Mm -hmm. To meditate and get that message and read the text that I have with the cards, I've done these things as gifts for everyone. They're free, they're here for you to take advantage of, just like our show is, and you're worth it. You're worth taking this time mm -hmm. for yourself. And let's sell, it's uh, soon to be the a break in the show. I'd like uh, other callers to call in if there are questions or dreams or meditations. I'm sure they know to call in. Yeah. Yep. 571-749-1166. And if you're listening to this on a podcast, you can still call in the show, even if, if you, you can watch it live on the internet on Thursday nights at 830 Eastern. But you can call in at that time at that number and ask a question. Yeah, and our work number also, 703-860-2333 is uh, another right. method of getting yeah. in touch with us if we aren't on the okay. air at that particular time. I hear a quack. Yes. No, there's no Dr. doctor quack in the Bush. house. Yes. <laughs> Sorry to all the we'll doctors do out there. It was marks. just a joke. <laughs> Thank you. And my little angel cards. Got the angel card of intention. Don't make it your intention. Make it your decision. Intention implies that you can only intend and there's some other force greater than you that actually says yes or no. Thank and you, I got Michael. the um, angel of love, which is indeed, as far as I can tell, the universal 
Everything is made of love. It's a matter of recognizing. So let me just explain to people when you can't understand why that person is screaming, you can know that they as a child were exposed to someone who screamed and that is indeed their version of being loving towards you. Mm-hmm. By screaming at you is their way to be loving. And we have our first caller. Hi caller, what's your name please? Hi, this is Edith. Hi Edith. Edith. What can we do for you? Um, I'm calling regarding my sister's cat, Misty. Um, which, uh, the cat's very, very sick. My sister found the cat almost dead uh, early in the morning, and she took it to the emergency room. But she doesn't know what's wrong with it. And I'm just wondering if you have any insights. Let me pull a few cards. Neville, did you? Yeah, uh, thanks for saying so. Uh, the cat will come around. It has to recognize that it's safe for one thing the cat does not feel safe so tell it it's safe Um, mental illness is where you go when you don't feel safe by the way just a definition but as soon as the cat recognizes that they're being loved uh, they will get well immediately it'll take a a few days but they'll well that's interesting that you say that that. because Mm -hmm. the first card that i drew is the healing card there you go which is pretty interesting and so what it's saying is to look at things uh, from that. And it goes a lot with what you're saying, to open up and share. And one of the things that I was drawn to is, are the grapes that are on this plate with the light. And I feel like there are some nutrients and some things that could really bring this kitty back. And I don't know why, but that I saw those and I said in my mind, acai berries, which I don't know how that would be with cats, but for some reason that came up. And this is a card of healing herbs. This is often a thing here. It's a card of of moving and big changes in life, but it's also a card on healing herbs. So I would really investigate that avenue rather Mm -hmm. than maybe just the commercial end of things. And I think that there's a good chance. And the cat's likely to have acquired parasites where it was. So some herb that will destroy parasites as well. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we have our next caller. Hi, next caller. What's your name, please? Hi, my name is Michelle. Hi, Michelle. What can we do for you? I recently converted from one religion to another. And okay. I'm interested and I'm very much into the spiritual uh, spiritual side of myself. Um, I recently came, my uncle is a Buddhist, and he, he came across a meditation called the Merkaba mm-hmm. meditation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that, that something that I should try to really get, you know, to really reach my heart, as they say? Yeah, we um, do Merkaba meditation as a class periodically. You might consider doing it individually so that I can show you this and how it works. I do the Merkaba meditation begins every day of my life for countless years now. Wow. yeah, I would love to turn you on to this. It's uh, oh, wow. a very important step to take. It's uh, of people that we've taught over the years. It has been heralded as um, the meditation. But it's, uh, it's about building an energy form around yourself and spinning it. And um, then I take, uh, then there's like um, nine meditations that happen after that which yeah. I could go over. but um, Yeah, I, I highly recommend that. It really does change and upgrade your whole auric field. So awesome. that would be great. Yeah, g- uh, give us a call offline uh, or send us an email. 
You got it. Okay. Yeah. Well, Can thank I also you. Get a tarot reading from you. Okay. Sure. Please. Thank you. Okay. I'll make it real quick. I know we got some people in the line. Mm -hmm. Okay. The first card we get is the adventure, and this card comes up in, when there are times in our life where we want to move ahead but we're afraid to because we, the unknown is both inviting and frightening at the same time. And what it's saying is to don't let the fear take over, let the excitement and the fascination take over and pull you forward. And the we are the world, I, I don't know and I don't know if you have the opportunity and this could be more symbolic rather than literal, but the world travel, like getting out there and, and expanding a lot of areas of your life and this could already be happening since you've yeah. recently changed some religion, your religion. But when you change something as profound as that, it really does open up a whole new world. And I, I, I feel that there's going to be an opportunity to travel and maybe even move or start somewhere new, new job, something big, and not to be afraid to have the courage to do it because you're always going to flourish, even if it looks like you're not. And, uh, wow. So that's a really good card. So thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. What was yeah. your name again? We have another. Are you gone? Yeah. Hi, next caller. What's your name, please? Um, my name is Amy. Hi, Amy. Amy. Hey. Hi. Um, I just want to thank you for the show tonight. I've really gotten so much out of it. Well, so thank you. Thank you wonderful so. topic. Thank, thank you. you. And um, I've just been going through kind of a confusing time lately with things, and I was hoping that maybe a reading from Mary would help to clarify some okay. things for me. Be most happy to. Well, thank great. You. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, the first card, the outsider, this is the card that <clears throat> illustrates the times when we feel shut out or, or barred from something that we really want to have because we feel like we're not equipped or we don't have the resources or the skills to go there. And the card is saying that it's not true, that the whole gate itself is just a farce because not only is it not locked, but it's certainly not keeping out that creative light. And so don't even look at walls or barriers as anything. When we do, interestingly enough, we feel like we have to control and we have to come up with some mechanical, manual thing to adjust it to get ourselves to move forward. <clears throat> and we've all been there. We all go there at times. And when I was going through that myself, I put a sign on my computer, a post-it that said, I give up control so that I may find power. And sometimes we just say, when things are the most out of control, that's when we just let it go and then we find our power. And, and you're being called to do that right now. And that could be why things have been a little confusing for you lately. And then once you get there, it's a matter of opening and teaching. And I don't know if you do any teaching now, but there, there feels to be a great deal, like a, the warm heart of a teacher. And I feel like you've done that in other lifetimes. And whether it's something you do professionally or just in your personal life in the form of counseling, I feel like you're being called to do that. So thank you. Do we have time for another? Okay. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Dorothy Lancaster. Hi, Dorothy. Dorothy, hi. Hi, what can we do for you? I like, Mary, I'd like you to do a reading for me, please. Okay, be most happy to. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I felt like, interestingly enough, I don't know if there's like a family debate going on over money or something but when I first started pulling the cards I saw a safe and I saw it opening up and that maybe there's going to be some fluidity with money coming to you. Now the politics card is talking, first of all 
I feel none of us really like lying and and playing games and stuff like that. But particularly you, you're you really like people that are straight and to the point and don't try to play these games to get to something. It's just spell it out. You're that kind of person, and I think sometimes that makes it. Uh, difficult when you're in a, an arena with maybe that are more favoring drama and what it's saying is if there's a circumstance like that in your life now just go with it it's it's going to pass and it's something that is here to teach you about yourself and never look at it as being about them everything in your life see it as a, being about you in a loving way and look our, our dear sweet sharing card mother of fire is is coming up here again and this is about going with things and just sharing who you are and not playing that game, not going the path where we're playing that office politics with ourselves, each other, and our workmates. It's, it's to just really be yourself right now, and I think you're going to bring a lot of grounding to a lot of people. Okay, thank you. Do we have time for another? Hi, caller. What's your name, please? I'm Tiana. Hi. Tiana, what can we do for and you? And I really enjoyed you talking about... Um, uh, what I do the most, which is take things personally and have ah. a fear of the past and uh, of the future. Ah, excellent. And, uh, and I was hoping you would give me a reading because I'm um, fearing now that my friend who said he's moving to Florida, moving away, and, and I shouldn't be afraid, but... Uh, because he's already made up his mind, and that's what he's going to do. Well, one of the things I tell myself, and I have for years, and, and I would offer this to you as a gift and anyone else out there, and I'm sure many pe people have heard it, but I wrote a sign and put it on my wall that I place my attention on the faces of those walking toward me, not the rear ends of those walking away. And the reason I say that is because if someone is leaving, for whatever reason, whether good, bad, indifferent, it's because it's they're supposed to, and so that means there's something coming, and I better have my eyes open for it. And here we have the success card, and the success card is wonderful. It's being on top of the world, that confetti, that moment of, of beauty, and um, looking at, at life as if we're in power over it instead of it being in power over you. And it's time to remember that part of you instead of postponing that and always putting things off for the future and when things are going to be better. And I feel like this might also be saying that part of you may be pulling in more of that melancholy vibe because we believe that that's what we're supposed to do when people we love go away. But it's reminding you to go back inside and find your passion for all kinds of things, of which he was one, but you called him with your passion and he was acting out your energy. And so get back in touch with that instead of the, the puppet, let's say, that was, that was um, animated with your energy. So thank you. Yeah, let me just add a tag on the end of that for no. Tiana. Uh, the whole thing with this guy is a past life relationship uh, that has to do with the emotional abandonment. And there's the whole, um, uh, this is the tip of the iceberg. Uh, if you want to uh, get in touch and we can take you into a past life and you can see for yourself, it'll help a lot. And the, the, between that past life and your current life, there's a place that's between lives that you would also uh, wish to explore because the, um, this is an okay. echo from another time period. Sorry to yeah, interrupt, so but I, we're getting... Kiana, if you get the opportunity yep, to calling. just give us a call 
and uh, we our can work on that web, further. Uh, I mean, our email is telepathictv at yahoo.com. We'd love to hear from folks. And it was our joy and honor to take you to the door tonight. And we're about to be at uh, Ruby Tuesdays. If you'd like to come, and we'll have your copies of The Dreamist. Choice and to go through it. Yeah. Well, copies of The Dreamist if people are interested. Thank you.